podcast this is voiceless Aaron here recording live in Arlington Texas we just got back from NXT takeover Dallas at the K Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center is that right two James that's right uh, the whole crew's here this is the first episode we've recorded all in the same room um, and we're only what 73 74 episodes deep something <laughs> like that so first time for everything so um, Dr. M's here to my right in the hotel room. Hi, Dr. M. Hey, how's it going? I, uh, I'm emotionally exhausted. We'll talk I'll about it. I bet you are. Uh, Mr. Two Chains to my left. Uh, what's up? What's up? Uh, Mr. D. Wayne having some Diet Pepsi. Hello. And Mr. <laughs> Silly Silas ironing his... Close for tomorrow. You gotta his get ready. Close for tomorrow. You gotta <laughs> look fresh tomorrow. So... Let me walk you through the day. Um, all of us had very early wake-up times. It is um, 12.27 a.m. on Saturday of WrestleMania weekend as we're recording this. Um, that is how dedicated we are. We are going to be going to watch wrestling again in about 11 hours, Ring of Honor Day 2, Supercard of Honor 10. Um, I woke up at 3.45 for my flight out of Chicago. When did you guys wake up? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 3.45 on, on the East Coast time. I didn't really wake up. <laughs> Dr. M pulled an all-nighter. He was finishing being in his hole that we've been talking about. So we landed. We all got here. My wife and I went to see the stadium and to uh, see the Rangers ballpark. We all got back together about noon. Uh, two chains was on hold for an eternity to get our rental car. We got a... Uh, what are we driving? Escalade. I mean, um, a Rolls Royce. A Suburban. <laughs> a Suburban. Yeah. Um, Two Chain has been shuttling us around the, the greater Dallas area. We thank him for that. So we went downtown after we had some delicious steaks. And who did we meet today, Dr. M? The coach. Tell him about that. We met the coach at the this uh, pretty good steak steakhouse. What was it called? Saltgrass. Saltgrass. Salt Salt yeah. It's in Arlington. Uh, I here think in Arlington. Other, yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as we came in the door, we saw a coach and... Uh, some people he was hanging out with leaving, and uh, very nice. He stopped and uh, said hello to all of us, shook our hands, and uh, yeah, within minutes of us being in Arlington, that was the first person we met. That's right, and then um, after we finished eating, we went downtown, and we went to the WrestleMania Superstore, and why don't you tell them, the Big Gold Belt is named after the fact that D-Wayne was obsessed with getting a Big Gold Belt, the WCW Belt, Um in New Orleans two years ago. Why don't you tell him what you did today, D-Wayne? <clears throat> well, through peer pressure. <laughs> what? And that's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, you beelined right for I the believe, belt stand. I believe this story's already started off wrong. <laughs> this, <laughs> is a, this is a tall, through tall tale. Through peer pressure, I got a big goat belt. Through conspiracy <laughs> and a deal he made with his catfish. <laughs> yeah. Um, he carried it all around Dallas, but I've got to tell you, he let two chains and I carry it. I don't know if real champion would give his belts off but 
Oh, remember he met his uh, his idol. We was walking to the smoothie place. The lady, <laughs> the lady oh, idol. Oh, oh. Yeah, that older lady was giving him a hard time. Who are you the champion of? Oh my gosh! <laughs> While we were in the superstore, though, um, Bailey made a quick appearance for kind of a photo op thing with this girl. Um, I think they aired it at the beginning, like the video segment mm-hmm. of her match tonight. But so we got to take Bailey's picture. So that's wrestler number two in public. Um, after the Superstore, we walked around Dallas. We saw um, kind of the greater downtown area from the area of town where we were at. We saw Dealey Plaza, which is the site of the John F. Kennedy assassination many years ago. We, um, then we headed back towards the convention center to get in line for NXT. Uh, we were told there would be um, concessions and refreshments. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me run down the... Uh, how to choices that before Ernie gets to the concession. Let's tell you about the story of, of how I went back into the superstore and I thought I saw Sasha Banks. <laughs> I didn't. This is and the first she, time hearing about this. She turned the, the, the woman turned around and I had was very disappointed. Oh, but from behind, she looked exactly like her. Hey, you were looking at her from behind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, that won't be the first time we know about a catfish story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. this is a pattern of behavior, ladies and gentlemen. So we were told on the way in that there would be concessions and refreshments. Let me run down the grand menu of what we had for supper tonight. Nachos, with or without jalapenos. <laughs> Potato chips, three flavors, four maybe. A cookie, which was Dr. M's grand dinner in Dallas tonight. One a, cookie. A, a large chocolate chip cookie. Just one. And then juices, waters, and uh, soda fountain drinks. That was it. Um, yeah, it's a good thing I had a giant chicken fried steak for lunch around 1 o'clock. That's all I'm saying. So we got in. The pre-show started at about 8.30. There was, um, I cannot remember the gentleman's names that wrestled in the first match. Anybody help me out? Manny Andrade was one. Oh, look at you, Dr. M. I don't remember the other guy, though. Um, it was Buf- Biff Busick was like his old name. Oh yeah, right? that was his indie name. I don't know what his name is now. And then they, they moved the um, Apollo Crews versus the Drifter. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Elias Sampson yeah. to the pre-show. And he beat on Apollo Crews for most of the match and then ended up, Apollo Crews ended up winning with his finish, I believe. <clears throat> Glad it wasn't on the main show. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but then the show started off very hot with... Um, American Alpha versus The Revival. I was telling D-Wayne at the conclusion of the match how impressed I was with the amount of like ring apron work that The Revival did to interfere with the match or to disrupt pinfalls. Um, they got a lot of heat on themselves, and it made for a very entertaining hot tag to Jason Jordan late in the match. Might have been, and granted, like I'm not saying it's the best tag match ever, but it might be the best tag match I've ever seen live. Great storytelling. Absolute great storytelling. If you think about what American Alpha did over the past year, and which takeover was it where they really had the spotlight during the dust? Was the, yeah, it was last summer. Um, takeover Respect, I think. Respect. Because that was the one with the, the Iron Man. Yep, exactly. And that was when American Alpha really came out. At that time, they were heels um, fighting in that dusty tournament, and that really gave them a chance to spotlight where they wanted to be. Um, if you follow some of the NXT programming through the WWE Network, and I'm talking about some of the stuff like Underground, you saw how Jason Jordan and Chad Gable had to go through changes just to become a tag team in, in which they had to work their way up really from the bottom and work together to become 
very, very prominent tag team. And if you listen to Stone Cold's podcast too, they always talk about ring chemistry and making sure you know how to work one side of the ring, especially if you're a tag team. Mm-hmm. And shout out to you know Dash and Dawson because they did great work. They're, um, they're the reason that match was great. Oh, yeah, they made absolutely. everybody look good. And the storytelling was good. And and even the fans just gave much respect to these two that opened the show is how, how they did the storytelling mm-hmm. in the ring and, and performed on top with, with Gable and Jordan getting the win. It, it was just classic tag team wrestling that you wish you would see on the main roster. Um, to me, this was... Now, now, I'm not going to catch a lot of heat for this. This oh, is my favorite match of the night. You know what? It might... I'll come back to that. Go ahead. <laughs> this, this, is, this match was excellent. I was thoroughly enjoyed from beginning all the way to the end. And even when the crowd was turning against it, it seemed like the revival was just, come on, say more, say mm-hmm. more. And it, it was just great. I loved it. The best chant of the night, although there were some really key ones during the Samoa Joe Fandale <laughs> match, which we'll get to, um, was when they chant, it was, uh, which one's Dawson, which yeah, one's Dash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though their name was on the butt part of their trunks, but that was a pretty entertaining chant. Um, anything else on this match? It's a good match. Um, very technically sound. Um, they did utilize the ring pretty good. It was... Um, very uncanny type of or unconventional type of moves uh, being applied and how they were executed. So that was exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm glad about the outcome, but beyond that, <clears throat> despite what Dwayne thing, it was definitely a good match, but um, nowhere near match of the night quality. It was just it just was solid. I think the best. I think the biggest thing we could take away from this match is this match. Probably could be placed anywhere on the card today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, speaking of not the best match on the card, we had Baron Corbin uh, versus a debuting Austin Aries, and I think maybe it was just difficult to watch this one because it was a much slower pace um, for the duration of at least the front half of it. And then um, Austin Aries kind of had a roll-up pin, which was kind of unrealistic in my opinion, given that Baron Corbin had maybe sixteen inches on him at least. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, it was, I guess I I feel badly for Austin Aries that this was his debut impression to the audience who may or may not know his work from TNA or Ring of Honor in the past because he can do a lot and he wasn't able to shine and he clearly got outshined by Shinsuke Nakamura who we'll talk about in a second, the third match. But um, this was unfortunate and I hope that they have a plan for Austin Aries going forward because out the gate this wasn't it. Yeah. I don't think it was his fault either. No, it that. wasn't his fault. Yeah. It was a poor booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baron Corbin did not show up today. And I uh, think that's he worked. Point. He worked his. Uh, he worked his usual NST Wednesday night show type of match. He right. This is this is a big time show, and he. I wouldn't say he looked sloppy. Just did not look energetic mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know that sort of say his gimmick to be kind of like the powerhouse, but. He just didn't look like he was excited to be there like everybody else. Um, even the dark matches, everybody seemed to bring the energy. But uh, two things I didn't like about this match was there was unlimited number of roll-ups. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> other every mm-hmm. other move was a roll-up. I was like, oh, another one, another right. one, another one. But I think Austin Aries is going to be fine. He, um, he definitely showed uh, signs of what he can do. And 
Um, it was more like um, David versus Goliath, if you think about it, because he sort of uh, tried to utilize his speed and um, um, some high-risk maneuvers. But I was impressed, and I can tell that he wanted it. I thought his uh, his debut looked more telling that he wanted to be here more than um, James Storms, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. who thought he was just going to just you know earn the WWE uh, universe. But um, I think Austin Aries is going to be fine. Just de- agree, like what you say. Just Chris is going to do do something better and get him in a better predicament. Yeah. <laughs> this is all creative, so. <laughs> creative. First of all, when you have someone like Nakamura's debuting, you should not have anyone else debut. That's a great point. Because he's automatically going to overshadow anybody that you debut. So... This is strictly on creative. It's not on Baron Corbin making him look that good, even though he didn't show up. It's strictly on creative. It's creative's fault. You're either going to have one debut, you're going to have the other. I kind of disagree with that. And the reason why I disagree with that, because if I see Austin Aries being signed, I see him being signed in a different aspect than looking at a Shinsuke Nakamura. And this is why. Austin Aries is a veteran, but he's a veteran that's not going to be a top guy at all. In NXT, he's not going to be a top guy in WWE. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's brought in to do is to make the young up-and-comers look good because he has a veteran presence. Mm-hmm. Now, even though I agree with you on the point to say you don't debut two people, especially if they've been in a professional program like TNA before, <clears throat> one thing I would really like to see is Baron Corbin take advantage, like Two James said, about that situation you're in. You have a veteran that's going to try to carry you on one aspect to try to give you a slower-paced match to see if you can go like a 15- to 20-minute match. If I'm Baron Corbin, this is where I have to try new things. This is where I have to reach out and try to make myself a main event type person because to me, he showed me, even though he has that heel flavor that's part of his gimmick, he's still not ready to be part of that main roster. If you put him on a match with and Raw and everything, you're going to get the same thing getting with Tyler Breeze. You're going to get the same thing that you get with some of these other call-ups where they're not being successful because they can't carry a match on their own or be a leader within the ring. I mean, I, I understand the whole... We, we all know Austin Aries is not going to never be a top guy. Oh, yeah. we, we know that. Um, but another question you have to ask yourself is, as much as we love Nakamura, what is his role going to be once he hits the main roster? We kicking, can't say that right Kicking now. people in the face is <laughs> what I got from tonight. <laughs> so I like you getting ready to say, what's his role going to be if he becomes the top guy? No, I said well, he's gonna vote if he when he goes to the main roster. What is his role gonna be? We don't know that. I, I can foresee well, it. We can foresee it, but the thing is, you aren't Vince McMahon. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. But and we we all know what Vince McMahon thinks. He you can have creative go anything. Vince McMahon has the last say, and obviously the way he's been booking talent, we all know he's not the best. Awesome. Think about think about it this way. I'm sorry to jump up to get in. One person just left the company, but who's the one person that just debuted tonight that could fit that role perfectly on the main roster? Who who are you talking about? He said Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan just left. Shinsuke Nakamura, based on how he performed tonight, he can be that per- per- perfect person that can fill that main roster spot and that type of <laughs> but the, the top thing, guy. Type. The thing with mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan was he was more. I see him being more versatile as far as um, the the um, 
the talking aspect. The comedies get to being the hero. He's versatile. Mm-hmm. Nakamura's not going to be that versatile figure that Daniel Bryan was. Okay, and Nakamura commands way more in the ring than Daniel Bryan ever will. The yes champ just happened to be way over Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Nakamura is a complete general. He can carry a company, which he did, and he's going to come in and he's going to pave his way. There is no molding of him to be somebody else. He's going to be the international superstar he is on American soil, and everybody's just going to have to get used to it. That's that's what he is, and that's what he will be. He will be decorated at some point. He's going to run NXT for a while, probably develop some um, other New Japan um, talent, and, you know, get them custom to how, you know, the ropes are coming over, which which is, you know, sort of a say of a recruitment scheme that they may be running, and he'll be fine. There's no comparison to him to anybody. Let me ask you this. How would you compare Nakamura to AJ Styles? Uh, Nakamura, Nakamura has culture. So you look at that and you kind of like, okay, so you look at AJ Styles, you want to automatically brand him because he's an American guy and um, his look makes you feel like he could be a certain type of person. Of course, he's been around all around the country. But AJ Styles is not going to be a guy that you bring over to say, okay, we need you to recruit other people of, you know, of Japan. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is not like a prize writer, but he's a money go-getter. He's going to get where the big check is. As long as he's fine, as long as he's good, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Nakamura, I believe, is going to take more of a role where, you know, he um, gets teachings from uh, Finn Balor and Prince Albert, people like that. Um, get accustomed to the American traditions and able to recruit other people to come over. Um, I don't think it was no. I don't, I don't think it was no like conspiracy that uh, um, what's the face was seen today. So Abushi, Abushi. So you know, and that's that that the number of people that we've seen today <laughs> with rumors and everything floating around. These are big. Home run hitters. Mm-hmm. These are your fourth slot, your, your fourth slot people on your roster that you know that you need him, you need them to bring home the scores. Like mm-hmm. it's huge, and I think that they say like Nakamura is going to be successful. And they're like, I'm trying to get a part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. and maybe even Nakamura looked at AJ Styles too and was like, Hey, you know, he's bridging, he's making a gap of you know something that they kind of went away from recruiting New Japan people for a while. Now to they're saying like, Hey. You know, this is real again. We we need to go make a name for ourselves. Sign so, all of them now. <laughs> so this, this is what I want to say, and it's a it can be a fact in in anything. Just because you carry one company doesn't mean you're going to carry another. No, but I will say that he's being positioned like they positioned some of the top NXT guys to yes. potentially carry a company because you look at the way. Austin Aries was debuted, and then you look at the way Nakamura was debuted. There was much more careful. There was much more impact. Mm-hmm. Much like Kevin Owens debuted against Sami Zayn, turning mm-hmm. on him his first night. Much like, in a way, Samoa Joe, who's been part of the top echelon of NXT since he got there. Mm-hmm. You can even look at the way Sami Zayn was positioned. Um, but then, you know, you want to talk about AJ Styles. While he debuted in a big platform at the Rumble... And he's kind of facing Chris Jericho. I want you to think about who are people going to talk about more after this weekend. 
Probably Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Because Probably Nakamura. Probably. Nakamura is 38. 38, okay. He oh, cool. was IWGP champion at like 23. Yeah. He's had a heck of a career already. So like, I feel like, like you said, let him get the next guys ready in NXT and then bring his butt up and make some, draw some real money. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And, but, and that's the thing. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But but it's not proven. He's not for sure thing. It's, it's yeah. not a for sure thing. And that's what I'm just basically trying to say. But I think he's closer to a for sure thing than... um. Some other gentlemen, they're going to be pushing at WrestleMania this Sunday. I mean, of I'll, course, but the thing is... <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> we all know that, but the thing they is... They booed him out the door before we yes, even sure. WrestleMania today. But the thing is, at the end of the day, we all know, if you're not a Vince guy... If you're not a Cena... If you're not a Vince guy, then you're only going to be pushed but so far. Yeah, but we, we, we got off of we got off of um, Austin oh, Aries a little bit. Austin Aries, I think it's... Not right to think that he can't be a top guy. I think I think he can be. I just don't think that they're going to position him to be. Yeah, because you know what? Right now is just to the point where it's just like, who do you feed to Finn Balor? Because oh. Joe came over, he's like, top guy. Joe's Not looking the, like that right Joe's now. Joe's going to the main roster on yeah. Monday. That's what I got out of tonight. Um, and, and so, in yeah. theory, do you say, he did he come over as a top guy? No. No, but he... I think we all knew he was going to get himself over. He's gotten over everywhere he's been. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. A tribute to Joe for, um, I want to talk about him more later because I was impressed with the way he carried himself tonight. Um, Absolutely got himself over. With, that's very underratedly uh, that needs to be said. Yeah. Now, Dr. M, I want to come to you next. I'm not sure we're going to be able to call him Divas much longer after this weekend based on rumors mm-hmm. we're hearing, but currently our resident Divas expert, so we had the shocking, you know, Nakamura, Sami Zayn. We can probably call it a classic or something close to yeah. that. I yeah. mean, maybe we're a little biased having been in the building, but my goodness. Um, I was wondering how Bailey and Asuka were going to follow that. Um, it was similar in a lot of ways in that there was a lot of high-impact striking, a lot mm-hmm. of really brutal suplexes. What did you make of the story that was told in the crowning of Asuka as champion with Bailey? uh from my seat, it appeared she passed out and did not tap. Yeah. Uh, story-wise, I thought it was I thought it was great um, that we had Bailey, who has proven time and time again that she's courageous and she will fight to the death in any match, and she did that tonight. Uh, she didn't tap, so I don't think she in any ways lost any credibility, um, and. The, the nice thing about tonight's result is that it can, A, lead to a rematch with Asuka and, you know, keep the feud going, or B, I could easily see this being a send-off for Bailey, and I could see her showing up on Monday Night Raw. Not yet, but um, soon. I mean, probably not yet, but I wouldn't be shocked if she did. Mm. Um, can, I ask you, can I ask you a follow-up question yeah. before we move on from that part of it? Mm. Um, it was weird for me we had the Nakamura... Sami Zayn match. Mm-hmm. We had this current match we're speaking about. And then the main event to an extent. There wasn't really like the crowd took anybody wholeheartedly one side or the other. It was kind of like, we love everybody. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that if they had played Asuka as more of the heel villain mm-hmm. here, it would have been a more effective match and an effective finish? Yeah, I think so. Um, and like, she definitely has tendencies where she could easily play a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, we can all see that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the like, the 
the interesting things about NXT is that it seems like with NXT, it seems to be more about appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like, the fans at NXT, even though, like, Baron Corbin, for example, is is not the best wrestler, but I think deep down there are, are fans that still sort of appreciate how heelish he can be. Yeah, and they cheer him. Yeah, and, and a lot of people cheer him. Where And I think part of that appreciation is that, at least right now, NXT isn't overexposed. Like we see yeah, these people point. once a week. They good have point. takeovers, what four or five times a year. They're not marking out for Tyler Breeze on Raw or whatever yeah. anymore, like they used to. I tell you that. Yeah. Whereas the people we see every Monday night, not that we don't appreciate them, but because we see them so, so many much, times yeah. every week, it's it's just not the same culture, the same right. atmosphere. And so, like these face face matches, like yeah, it would it would probably be better if it's, it was uh, face or heel, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like. They still work because the fans are like appreciative and invested. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the women's division in NXT because I mean, I think tonight was the start of her of transitioning Bailey slowly mm-hmm. out of yeah. NXT. So then when Oscar's in charge, mm-hmm. you've got Nia Jax, maybe you've got Eva Marie, mm-hmm. Emma Dana Brooke, kind of. I'm not really sure what the future holds for them in terms of storyline. Who the heck is Oscar gonna work with? She she done beat everybody already. Ah, uh, karma. <laughs> Don't tease me, Doctor M. Was was Emma ever the NST champion? No, no. no. She's I, always been at Bridger. It's pretty much it was Charlotte Paige, Charlotte. That's right. Um, Bailey, Sasha. Yeah, and now Oscar. That's it. Potentially, it could be a spot for Emma. I mean, yeah. She's seen on main roster, but yeah, she still has a uh, Dana Brooke to work with. So I potentially could be a good spot for her. I gotta make a quick point from uh, Dr. M's point. Um, the end of the Misha Tate Holly Holmes fight on UFC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know Holly Holmes is the person that beat Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. and nobody knew who Holly Holmes was, but she's a, de- a decorated kickboxer and. That didn't do anything for her. It's the fact that she beat Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. She so now everybody has a target on her. Like, oh, she's legit. Well, she went up against Misha, Misha Tate, who Ronda Rousey had beaten a mm-hmm. couple of times, and she beat Misha Tate with a rear naked choke. And a rear naked choke, Holly Holmes did not tap, mm-hmm. and everybody praised her for her. like she went out like a champion. Didn't tap and just passed out. They booked the same ending yep, right they now. Did. They did. Good point. So I'm wondering too if that's the kind of, you know, not only just image, but send off they want to give it to her. Like she never technically, I mean, she technically lost, but she technically never gave up. Right. Would that be her next gimmick instead of the whole, like, mm. you know, hugging thing? But the technically the champion that never gave up. Mm. Don't, don't say that. You want to know why? You know, what, you know, you you know whose that? t-shirt you're reading right now when you say that, don't you? Don't oh. say that. Oh, you're boy. saying John Cena. <laughs> and it, it, and it, it's funny because when that match was going on, I kept... Hearing people say this is the female John Cena. Yeah, you know, but my boy, my boy says that all the time, and I just I didn't never get it. But my boy Jamal, uh, John Crab, always says that, wow. and I just That's a good point. I, I I I didn't get it at first because I I get it how like marketable she is, mm-hmm. 
and um, you know how the kids like her, but I never thought. But man, if credit couldn't be that good, I, I, don't, think <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I don't think I could give him that much credit, right? Well, this this is your female John Cena. The sky's the limit for him. Yeah, but I would honestly, if she was pulled up very soon, I think I will have an issue with it mm-hmm. because I think that you have a good group of girls that you really haven't done anything with. They haven't scratched the surface yet. Yes, and I think one wild part stuff. for that is Carmella. Yes, you, you mm-hmm. still have this good group of girls that you haven't scratched the surface. I didn't even think about Carmella. Good point. On the main roster, mm-hmm. I, I think there's going to be so much more story just out of that triple threat Sunday that needs to be told so, before Bailey even needs to show up. Which hence why I think Charlotte needs to retain. I completely agree with you. Um, before we move on to the main event, we saw a lot of um, familiar faces tonight. Yeah, and I just want to review. <laughs> I'm not sure how much was shown on the live broadcast because we haven't seen it yet. We did not have a good view of the screen from our seats. Um, we mentioned Bobby Roode on yep. air already. Yep. Um, and he was seen on IT. That's confirmed. One of my friends I was texting. Yep. Um, Kota Ibushi from formerly of New Japan and other companies. I there I apparently your your boy Jamal said they mentioned that he was a top cruiserweight. So say that um, we'll see him in the tournament. Corey Graves announced him as one of the top cruiserweights of the world. So I never viewed him as a cruiserweight, but I guess they have to brand him that way. I was like, wait a he's Okay, he's definitely one of the tallest. Um, say he matched up with Nakamura. Nakamura's like 6'2". Yeah, so I, I was, he, he's going to have to cut weight if he's out for a cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah. But I thought he said that was definitely a hunch to him maybe being in a tournament, which I like. I, so I, props I, to Corey Grave again, killing it on comedy. I could see him being um, a very big contender in that tournament, too. He's awesome. And then we saw Scott Hall and X-Pac. Um, I felt bad for Apollo Crews and um, Elias Samson in their match because like th- three quarters of the way through, Jim Ross comes out through the <laughs> to take his seat and everyone marked out more for Jim Ross than yeah. for the match yeah, we were watching. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw the Iron Sheik was sitting That's by right. the locker room yeah. area. Becky Lynch was over there. Uh, Linda McMahon. Linda yeah, McMahon exactly. was ringside. I heard. St- I didn't see Stephanie, but apparently she, she was there. Yeah, yeah, she was there. She had on a turquoise yeah, dresser. Yeah. If you was looking down where the little VIP section mm-hmm. where people just pop mm-hmm. up to get this spot, <laughs> she was all the way to the uh, right side of it, so closer to it. Sure. Us. And then, um, are we missing anybody? No, but that's still great attendance and support from former NXT workers and yeah. Hall of Famers that came down and wanted to see this show. I thought that was a very good uh, showing for them wanting to see this NXT well, talent. We saw um, Asuka, formerly Kana, in Brooklyn, um, kind of as a guest of William Regal, and then we mm-hmm. see her show up in a big way. So I think you make it look like it's a shoot, like they're just there, and you make it look... Like, you know, oh, we don't know who this is, but we've, we, we've heard of them, and maybe they'll come to NXT. They're coming. Bobby Roode's coming to NXT. He's so stinking good. Why not have Bobby Roode come in? Now that we have just a quick second, Eric, you know, where does he go? Yep. What, what's the deal? Does he, I mean, he's not going to go back to TNA, but you see ROH, does he go to New Japan? I think he's a better fit for ROH. Mm-hmm. I think he has a good fit for Global Force. Mm-hmm. If he, Global he really Force is even a thing that runs regularly, but... Yeah. Um, the word the word I read was that WWE was more interested in Eric Young than Bobby Roode. That's what I heard. <laughs> and then too. we see Bobby Roode show up tonight. <laughs> I don't know if they just did that as like a middle finger to yeah, you think you know a dirt sheet. You I'm not gonna read it aside. I I I read because Dave's like apparently there's no more interest in the, in the two of them. <laughs> and then one shows I'm like oh, okay. And Bobby Roode he's staying at the WWE hotel here in Dallas from what I read too. So. 
Um, very, the stars were definitely out tonight, and I imagine we'll see that trend continue through the weekend. Um, okay, so the main event, there's a lot of things to talk about. Um, we'll start with the blood. Yeah. Apparently, Samoa Joe catches a uh, errant elbow mm-hmm. uh, to kind of the eyebrow area of his, it would have been his right eye. Yep. His back was to me when it happened, I think, because he turned around at one point, and he was wearing the crimson mask. And I, I turned to Dwayne. I was like, what happened? He said, oh, he took an elbow or something. And um, Dwayne, you had a lot of problems with the fact that the doctors kept trying to clean Joe up, and it kind of interfered with the, uh, the, crowd did too. With the momentum of the match. The crowd, um, the crowd just gave well, it to it. it yeah. Well, there was a lot of, of uh, chants that we're not going to repeat on air here, obviously, but you, you <laughs> heard them. Um, PG-13. Dwayne, and they were not edited on live broadcast either. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Um, D-Wayne, you were really critical of this match, having been um, a Balor Club fanboy, really excited all day, and you weren't as excited walking out. And I felt, I felt sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it is it just because of the momentum, or did you have greater issues with it besides that? Um, the all the stopping messed up the flow, mm-hmm. and it seemed like you stop, then you have to go back, you have to go and. It sounded like Joe was on your side. Did you see how he was like, looked legit, shoot hot at yeah. the doctors trying to push him away? Yeah. And and it's just let him rest. I mean, I understand you don't want the. It's, it's wrestling. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, it, kids are going to see blood one day. They see when they get boo boos in the playground. <laughs> it, it happens. Okay, I can't. I can't even let you go further than that. Okay, this wasn't a boo boo. Okay. Yeah, it was the cuts like this didn't stop in in UFC. Yeah. A cut to the corner and it and it would not stop. Profusely so, in that eye. So let's just take let's just take it for that. It was a bad cut that technically should have just stopped the match if yeah. it hadn't been on the. On the stage, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would have called it. Right. Why didn't they stop the Nakamura match when he got bloody? Was it not as severe? Very yeah, it wasn't a cut. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a gouging cut. Like what was his nose ones? or what was it? I think it was his nose. Was his Marty nose? got a little bronc, little nose bill. Maybe his lip. It was hard to see sure. from our vantage yeah. point. But you changed his right on point. What he's talking about. Let's see, and I understand. Like I said, I understand that point. Personally, like I said, in my mind was like, okay, they gonna stop this match anymore. And I guess they didn't want to disappoint. But to me, it just messed up the flow of it. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of this match. As much as I wanted it to be, because I think besides once they got into it, it was a it was a decent match. Mm-hmm. But then they stopped because they had to clean Joe, and they went through. They went through at least twenty five, thirty times. That's <laughs> it. That's the idiocracy. It was a cut. Well, they had you know, four or five doctors that done. were yeah. that were sitting in the aisle that kept shuffling in and out, and they were bringing like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole Ikea stock of towels out turning yeah. up Joe. Well, that, that's really going to help, right? Um, past that point of the match, though, I'll tell you what was very shocking to me was the amount of um, carnage that was thrown into the hard camera's audience barrier. Like, Jeez. I you got you got Linda McMahon sitting front row mm-hmm. in like the clear path of traffic yes. there, and I was just shocked that the, those spots um, were executed Work seemingly as planned. My goodness. Work Miss Comp. And I know that there was probably, what would you say, Doctor, I'm a buffer of a couple, maybe like two feet of space between the front row and the barrier, but mm-hmm. um, with, as much, with as image conscious as they are about blood, they certainly weren't 
above putting the fans at risk there right. on ringside. Right, yeah. Which, you know, I loved it. Um, very welcome, you know, uh, element. God, I'm really tired. Really welcome <laughs> element of the match because it made it just feel more real on top of all the blood. Um, do you think this was a one-time thing or do you think this is something we're going to see more in, like, NXT? Like, it's, it's pretty regular hat in ROH and other places, but... I was just shocked to see how liberal they were with the barricade tonight. They were, they almost got very cautious because really the security guy that got injured really could have been hurt. Do you think he was an indie guy though that was there working a spot? Uh, it's hard to say. It could. It, it's hard to say. The way he walked out, he tried to favor that. He was trying to favor that injury. So that's a great point. He did Might have been plan. selling, yeah. But um, but I would like to see it more. But if you're going to do it more, you have to be safe. Well, first of all, if you're in that type of big level company, you're not cheap. Use some big barriers in your stage setup so you can take those risks. You don't want to have an ROH, no, no pun intended, or TNA's type setup when you have a big company that you want to protect your wrestlers and not them, have them get hurt. Have some better barriers. Have some better padding on the floor if you want to prevent these injuries. Because if somebody legitimately gets hurt that that, that way at an NXT takeover, then it's going to come back to haunt WWE. So I'm going to ask y'all a question. NXT, the product itself, doesn't have an indie feel to it. I always said it did. There. Always there. And that's the difference. There was a very, like, realistic fight field tonight. Like, maybe all the matches except for the Baron Corbin one. Mm-hmm. They were taking it to each other. It was uh, one of the more violent shows. And maybe it was, like, a worked violence, and they were just doing a really good job. But I feel like boys and girls are going to go home and put some ice on their bodies tonight. You know, Finn Balor has been credited for working spectacular matches since he's been here. But Joe definitely outworked them today. Carried that match. Yeah, Joe was awesome. Yeah, he definitely. I just felt like he definitely deserved to win in this match. Um, he came out with the attitude Baron Corbin should have channeled. Yep. Yep. Something about Joe's step today came out this film. This is like, best I've seen him since he's been in the uh, I, WWE. I wonder I so. if this was a bridge though to like like I keep saying this Samoan heel faction. I want to happen so bad. Think about. You know how violent Roman Reigns has been with beating down Triple H. What if he continues that mean streak, maybe in a heel turn fashion at WrestleMania? You join him up with um, a seething hot Samoa Joe on Monday. Maybe throw the Usos in there because they suck right now. Um, that could be something big. That could be something real big. Great, but I think it's still wishful thinking. I, I do too because, you know, it makes sense and they don't always do things that make sense. <laughs> Besides that, um, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was really good. Would you say School Letter Grace? You want to go around School Letter Grace about this uh, takeover pay per view? We, we can, for sure. Um, Start with you, Aaron. What, what would you say? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so by the time we got to the Nakamura match, I just kept yelling to our whole section, to anyone that would bear to hear me, that I was so happy. <laughs> and um, I was emotionally drained after that match, and then we still got our butts kicked by the two, you know, the semi-main and the main. I would give it, like, a solid A. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would be more that A-plus if that second match on the card had been more exciting or just more something. It mm-hmm. didn't have the sizzle of the rest of the show, but I would give it a solid A to A-minus. This was a great event. I feel very fortunate to have attended it. And uh, we only had to pay 25 bucks. Some people right. paid... Eight, nine, ten times the face value for people we talk to down here in Dallas. So that's my grade. Two James? I think A plus. We'll be rewatching it. Um there was one match that we kinda all agreed that we didn't favor, but I think for the sake of 
all the years we've been watching wrestling, it's rare that you ever find a card that you just see an entire, uh, I'm sorry, a pay-per-view that the entire card is all good. So I think you're kind of accustomed to know you're going to get one bad one. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. If I can get six matches and five of them solid, I I can't fault it for that. So I, I got to get it for that A+. Plus. Dr. M? I go A minus. Um, great show. Uh, the um, Austin Aries Baron Corbin match was really the only thing that I think detracted from the show. And again, I don't necessarily think it was Austin Aries' fault. As Two Chains said, Baron Corbin just didn't show up like he was on a pre WrestleMania takeover show tonight. <laughs> um, so I give it an A minus. B Wayne, I'm going to ask you a two part question. Your mm-hmm. school letter grade. And do you think this would be better than Mania on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my school letter grade. F Controversy. F plus. F plus. Okay, B. Okay. B. That's digestible. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the Aries match and the 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 Finn Balor Joe match, but it just bothered me to the point where I had to just take 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 it off. Besides that it was a Great program, it was great. Um, like I said, the tag team match is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, if Shinsuke Nakamura had been there, that would also be my favorite. That was an incredible tag match. So I'll be like one one a. So okay. It, would, it could be interchangeable. And how about mm-hmm. for Mania for Sunday? Um, Better or worse? As far as wrestling <laughs> wise, <laughs> probably better. Better okay. wrestling wise. And crowd-wise, probably better. That intimate feels you can't get that in a stadium. You yeah. can't get that feel. But as far as everything else besides the wrestling, like spectacle, spectacle, yeah. just mm-hmm. here. Like even if it's booze, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might have to get the wrestling mania. Okay. You, you look, this is all bias. <laughs> Two letters that I'm not going to say, but. One's the second letter of the alphabet, and the other one is somewhere at <laughs> the end of it. <laughs> because he's in Jerry's world, he automatically considers that it's going to be better. First of all, there, no, I don't already consider. There's like, better. there's like no storyline in WrestleMania that makes sense right now. No. Because you think of like even AJ Styles project, you're like again, y'all guys are fighting again. Right. Y'all was just a tag team, but now y'all fighting again. I'm confused what you guys are but doing. The, but the thing that that makes it. That makes it a little bit skeptical is some of the fact that there are a lot of loose ends. So it's a lot of stuff that we don't know that could happen. I mean, that, that Shane McMahon Taker match is going to probably be the most captivating thing. Maybe not work rate, the best thing in the yeah, week, right, but right. it's going to be. Everyone's going to have their eyes completely see focused on that and to see what happens. Cause, because of not wrestling, but because spots. Right. Well, I think there's some story there but, too, but, but yeah, there'll that's be some the thing. spots. I said, I, I already said. NXT wrestling wise, <laughs> definitely better. Now, I don't think any of that gonna beat that Nakamura match this weekend. And two chains always has the chance, but other than that, and one thing we didn't get talked about, which is your favorite two chains, I'm pretty sure we watched it on uh, on TV or, or on network. Those video packages promoting these programs, I think it was probably very good to set up what the match was gonna be. Because if you think about it, five matches that went over a little bit two hours and each one was paced well with the program or video program mm-hmm. before. I think that probably adds to it. My personal grade would be eight minus two, but I just want to get those video packages. I'm pretty sure they were probably good too. Hey, I have a question for y'all. Did any of y'all hear any booze tonight? 
Um, no. In terms of like just general, this sucks, or in terms of heels? No, no, straight booze, like not interested. Heel heat is perfectly fine. Just at the WWE medical staff, that was mm-hmm. the people that got legit X Pac heat. Yeah, X Pac didn't get X Pac heat tonight, he got cheered. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Be prepared for that on Sunday. It, it, <laughs> it's an interesting comparison the three shows we're going to. Um, you look at Ring of Honor tomorrow, we're going to see a no-holds-barred main event. We're going to see a two-out-of-three-falls match. We're going to see um, a four-way dance for the tag number one contendership. You look at Mania, we're going to see a street fight. We're going to see a Hell in a Cell match. We're going to see, apparently, a no-DQ main event for the world <laughs> title. That just that, wait, no, that. that got put out there this weekend. And a ladder match, too. And a ladder match, um, and you look at tonight, there was no stipulations no. on any match tonight. Um, it was all straight. Everything was clean. Straight storyline, you know, competitiveness. There's something to be said for that um, in terms of the strength of storytelling. And, you know, we talked about overexposure earlier. NXT's not overexposed. Yeah. So that's, why, that's why JR were... Right in the front row. Mm-hmm. And you saw some approval reactions on him, too. If you notice him at the matches, too, you, you can tell he was very impressed. Same question. Some mm-hmm. matches. What would happen if NXT was overexposed? Then it wouldn't have this underground, we're all in on this little that, secret field that it still had to yeah. 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 be 7,500. But they keep running the Barclays at a certain point and keep drawing a full house. It ain't going to be like that. No. They're going to yeah. they're gonna pimp that for what it's worth. Oh, yeah, because... Mm-hmm. We paid thirty dollars for our shirts today, and they're twenty five. Yeah, I'm talking about pimping. Yeah, no, yeah, they're making <laughs> money hand over Smackdown. fist over there, man. They're selling everything. It could not yet. My dad's doing good in my eyes for right now. I think a brand split would be um, a rectification of a, some of these issues because you'd only see guys once a week. Yep. Yeah. Twice if there's a pay per view. So what did you give it? You get a minus. A minus. A minus. A minus. Yeah, it's basically the same thing that you put on there. Um, the only reason why I put it as an A minus. Uh, for myself, is even though some of the matches were good, especially the two title matches, the women's title and the, uh, the NXT title, I was just a little bit questionable about the finishes. And if you watched the Finn Balor match when he did Samoa, like you said, Samoa dom- dominated that match. But just that little bit and Finn Balor won. Once again, it can happen. It shows that, you know, he's the, he's been winning a lot. You know, he's been doing a lot of good in-ring work. But I just want a little bit better finishes. So he's like had a good sip of tea or whatever just want that and then it'd be just as good as much as the process well, that's the thing if this was the last match and I, I kind of want to see him go one more time to be honest with you but mm-hmm. if this was the last match it would have been nice to see Finn Balor have a more definitive stamp on that victory right. like you're saying not bad not bad but just make sure you you know yeah. stamp it but overall man that was, a, that was a good night at the office yes it was yeah, yeah. Right. day um, one day one day one day we one. have um, we get to see Jay Lethal, the greatest first-generation wrestler of all time <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, Your Roddy, greatest Roddy Strong, Adam Cole, baby, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Um, that's going to be a good day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get some nice gear that I'm back in Rick for. <laughs> yeah. We're, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what Ring of Honor has on sale tomorrow because they have a pro shop. There's some autographs uh, happening before the show. We'll see what we get our hands on, but... We'll get back with you guys. We'll be reviewing Ring of Honor at some point. Um, we'll have our full-out, blowout WrestleMania review episode coming up sometime after Sunday's uh, events conclude. 
And then apparently there's a big Raw in store. We've heard that uh, Anderson and Gallows are in town. And not Mr. Anderson. Not Mr. Anderson, sadly. <laughs> Although there was a chant, there was a, there was a small chant in our section for that tonight. Um, there's sure to be some big announcements, some big storyline progressions. Um, hopefully we are able to have a voice by the end of the weekend to record because, man, I, I let it fly tonight. I'm a little tired. So now that I've been up for, looking at the clock, about 22 straight hours now, Dr. M's been pretty much doing math to stay awake. <laughs> so um, for the crew, we're going to sign off and get some sleep. We'll get back with you tomorrow. Have a lovely evening.